Hey, appreciators, we are back with a special Sunday afternoon movie review, well, at least for us. Uh, I'm Andrew, and I'm joined by Evan, and we're here to break down the movie Nope. Yeah, thank you for that contribution. <laughs> Don't make me laugh. <laughs> um, we're going to keep this as spoiler-free as we can, but I don't want to make it so spoiler-free that we're saying nothing. Sure. So if you want to go into Nope and you've avoided all the trailers and you want to know absolutely nothing, probably wait to watch this. But if you've seen it or you're about to see it and you know the rough plot from the trailers, then uh, we're here to break it down for you. Yep. So we saw Friday night. Yes. We've had some time to let it sit on us. We've talked a little bit to each other about yeah. it. But I'm curious, Evan, what did you think of Jordan Peele's latest? Hated film? it. Oh, the man. worst movie I've you ever hater. seen. No. Uh, I thought it was a really, really cool movie. Um, I, I One thing I have noticed uh, just from talking about it with people that haven't seen it, like suggesting it to people as a movie to watch yeah. is that I feel like there is this idea with people that they can't do sci-fi or that they can't do, um, certain genres of film. And I actually felt like this was very accessible and it makes me sad because I think that I would love to see more movies like this that are just kind of wholly original as far as mm -hmm. the story goes. Yeah. Um, take big swings like Jordan Peele took with this movie. Yeah. Um, and, uh, but you know, I've suggested it to some people and they're like, Oh, I don't know about sci-fi kind of thing. Uh, but no, I, I loved it. I was telling you the other day, I felt like of Jordan Peele's movies that I've seen, I think the only one I haven't seen is Candyman. Oh, he didn't direct that. But he didn't direct it. He yeah. was heavily he involved it, yeah. with it. Yeah. But uh, help, help the story, yeah. Maybe maybe heavily involved is the wrong... Hey, who knows? We don't know what's saying. going on behind the scenes. That's exactly right. But um, of the movies he's directed, I feel like this could be my favorite. Just the way the story unfolded, the way it was told right. visually, I really, really liked it. And the setting was everything to me yeah i mean i had a feeling you and i would love it because these are the types of movies we grew up kind of loving and yeah. gravitating towards where it's a mix of monster alien horror kind of a genre like mash yeah and we love that stuff so yeah we do i think my big takeaway before we kind of break down into like themes and what the movie's doing my big takeaway is i love that jordan peele was able to make a thoughtful and really smart film it had a lot of ideas but it never got pretentious yeah and at least for me it didn't and I, I think nowadays there's this whole idea of like elevated horror where people are trying to make horror movies that kind of askew the genre trappings or cliches and stuff like that and go towards more like we're just gonna use the horror as an allegory and that's it right and it's really not sometimes not fun. It's just, we're just trying to be smart. And I think Jordan Peele with all of his films, but specifically Nope is he goes head first into all the genre stuff that you love about like a, a Jaws, a Close Encounters, kind of like a Spielberg kind of monster movie. He dives head first into that, not ashamed to just go all the way out with that, but still tell a really thoughtful thematically rich movie and the way he blends that I, I just thought was really impressive because if yeah. you go in just wanting popcorn 
you're going to get popcorn. But if you want something to chew on too, there's that as well. Yeah, I agree with that. And I, I think actually, um, I, I wouldn't even call it a criticism or like a, um, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't say that it's something wrong with the movie, but my, I almost that part of my brain that mm-hmm. wanted him to go a little further into the, um, I don't know if I would call it pretentious side of it or, right, you know, yeah. like I kind of wanted him to, yeah to, to dip into that a little bit more. And I, um, I think that was, came mainly from a desire to like, I don't know. I think, I feel like sometimes whenever I see movies, I read a little f- too far into them right. and I'm like, what's he really trying to say whenever he's talking about jean jacket, like some of this mm-hmm. stuff that, right. uh, that is personal to the characters and, uh, really kind of pulls you in a little more personally into their story and, right. and, and their dynamic. Uh, so I, I did wish he had spent a little more time on some of that stuff and yeah. fleshing some of that stuff out. But I, I by no means mean that as a criticism. I mean it more as like my selfish kind of like, yeah. I, I would have liked to indulge in that a little more. Yeah. I think what he did with this one, and again, I've only seen it once, but I felt like yeah. he, the, the first half of the movie, there's a lot of like thematic ideas he's setting up mm-hmm. and introducing. Like, I mean, if you've seen the trailer, there's the whole idea about um, their great, great, great grandfather being the horse jockey. But he was a black man, so he was uncredited. You even got the right number of greats. Yeah, I did. Uh, <laughs> he was the horse jockey, uncredited, kind of forgotten by the film industry. So there's already this kind of meta, like the way in which the movie industry overlooks uh, people of color or women and all that stuff. Yeah. And kind of takes advantage of them for other people's consumption and other people's gain. Yeah. And he sets that up. And then once, like... Uh, you know, things start to hit the fan, those ideas kind of stop being mentioning. And I think what he's doing is he's kind of like starting the sentence and he's letting the audience yeah. fill in how the monster part fits into those ideas without going. And here's how the thing in the sky fits yeah. with the Hollywood criticism. Yeah. He doesn't like overtly connect I that. Think and I like that. I, I, I think you're completely yeah. right. And I, there were, there are multiple themes, I think, in the movie that he lets you finish the sentence Mm -hmm. kind of on those themes. Yeah. But like, that's why I say I wouldn't put it as a criticism because I don't think he's leaving that unanswered. I think he's just letting you finish that sentence. And my brain is almost like, no, indulge in that just a little more for me because I want, I want you to go there a little bit. Uh, But, but that's the thing. But Mm -hmm. I do. I understand it and I, 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 I like that, but I don't know. It's yeah. a weird thing. Well, it's um, like you take get out anyone who watched get out and you get to the end and you ask, what was this movie saying? Everyone's going to like get it. Yeah. And that's not a criticism. That's great. Yeah. Because it's a really pointed critique. Yeah. That's one way to do it. This one, I think you ask someone what it was about, they're going to be like, well, what do you mean? Like, it was like, right. It's like a invasion monster kind of like movie. Yeah. And they, they, you know, kinda, yeah. and like there are some things very obviously set up at the beginning where you're like, oh, okay, but then once things hit the fan, you're like, wait, did I think some people are gonna are gonna have a critique saying he didn't finish certain ideas, and I don't think that's true. I think what happens at the end is very much about what he sets up in the beginning, and I'm, I'm sorry to be vague, but like the the criticism of the movie industry, yeah, I just think he doesn't like. 
hit you over the head with what the allegory is with like the thing in the sky. Yeah, he lets you like like we've yeah. said the is finish the sentence, but like um I do enjoy that about movies and and I I really do think that this is such it was such a big swing of a movie because he was taking on so many different yeah themes like at once yeah and they don't they're they relate to each other yeah but they are very different um yeah it's yeah it's like he's i i i think he yes is critiquing the film industry to a certain extent mm -hmm. i think he's i saw in an interview he was talking about um really just kind of critiquing the human condition and desire to want to see something well there's the word spectacle that's going to come up a lot yeah exactly yeah yeah yeah. and that's the word he uses to describe this kind of human need to and i loved what what he said about it was whenever there's a car accident and you're driving by traffic slows Mm -hmm. down because everybody wants to see the spectacle yep and so he is creating this giant movie in this this huge spectacle to critique the idea of yeah look at what we do yep and uh which i think is genius but those two things are aside from kind of the personal relationships that the characters explore as well and this 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 kind of idea of being able to enforce your power over nature mm-hmm. and which I think uh, Steven Yeun's character, yeah. kind of his, his, which is a very Spiel, Spielbergian <laughs> idea, you know, Jaws, Jurassic Park, like yeah, that's yeah. Something, like don't mess with nature sort of. Yeah. 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 That's very much and, there. Yeah. I, and when the movie starts, the opening is awesome. I was like, is this part of the movie? Oh dude. Yeah. I, I think that little narrative thread is going to, be like a love or hate thing for certain people yeah. because I, there probably is an argument that for those of you who've seen it, it's the, the plot line with the sitcom and the monkey. And that's all I'll say. Well, it's the opening of the movie too. It's so the it's very like, opening of the movie. Really and at first you're much. like, what did that have to do with anything? But like narratively, it doesn't really fit. It kind of does with Steven Young's character, but it doesn't really fit. But thematically, I think it very much fits, especially yes. how Steven Young's character uses that tragedy to basically profit from, which is, I yeah. think Jordan Peele is talking about spectacle and how we're uh, obsessed with this idea yeah. of we consume tragedy and trauma yeah, yeah, yeah. for our own gain. And, and that's why for me, I, I think the key for me for understanding this movie was the idea of consumption. Mm-hmm. And so there's spectacle and how that relates to consumption. If you think about what's in the sky and what it does to people, you're like, Oh, okay. He's talking about, consumerism he's talking about spectacle and how people are overlooked and taken advantage of in order for other people to consume that yeah and uh i've read some people kind of talk about how that opening bible verse kind of ties to the idea of that this is kind of like a very biblical plague Mm. and it's kind of jordan peele like criticizing and in a very movie form like this is like our old Testament punishment for what we're doing as a society. Uh, I, I, I think there's that too. Yeah. Yeah. So I got you. again, a lot of like really interesting ideas. Yeah. Framing a really entertaining, fun, just like old yeah. school blockbuster but adventure. Like, yeah. But like you said, I mean, just the opening of this conversation proves 
Like there is a lot to chew on there oh, if yeah. you want to if you want. And that's really only that that really only kind of scratches the surface with everything because we're not getting into, you know, what the thing in the sky may represent. Yeah. We're not getting into uh, really the three main characters, what their relationship means and, and kind of, um, and what that dynamic is and what they're dealing with. And so yeah. there really is a lot to chew on, but it is a blast of a movie at the same time. It's really fun. It like, we talk about all this stuff and it sounds really serious, but I was laughing a lot during this movie. Like it mm-hmm. was funny. Yep. I thought it was really funny. And even, I mean, in a dark kind of way. But yeah, I thought it was, no, it was really, really funny. funny. It's really funny. There are some fake outs in the movie that it's kind of become like a modern thing to critique in horror movies, like all the fake outs. Yeah. I thought these fake outs were really clever. Yeah. Uh, there's one in particular that I brought my fiance in it. There's something that shows up and I was like, wait, it's going to be this type of movie. I was like, oh, well, like yeah. I, if I would have known that I wouldn't have brought Anna but then it ended up being like a fake out. And I was like, yeah, I was like, Dude, no, I think I know what scene you're, you're thinking in of the stable. Yes. Yeah. And I, he used, and I don't know if he did this on purpose or if I, I tend to think he did this on purpose. Yeah. I feel like they used the trailers against us. Oh yeah. And like ju- to mess with our heads more. Like, and he used UFO movies in general against us. Like yeah. we think we know what's in the sky and yeah, we think we kind of know yeah. what's going on, what direction it's going. And we decide, I decided maybe two times I was like, Oh, it's going to be this kind of movie. Okay. Yeah. I figured it out. And then he kind of faked me out. Yeah. And then something else happens. I'm like, Oh, okay. I see what direction he's thinking about. And then he faked me out again. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I thought that, um, I thought it was a really fun movie and they, just really cleverly done. And, I had a blast with it. And I will say my wife, we, you took your fiance, mm-hmm. I took my wife and she did not like the movie. <laughs> I, you know what? I thought she did because I looked over and I saw her like laughing a lot and stuff like that. But she's hard to read with, with movies. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. She, she said she wasn't crazy about it, yeah. but, um, I don't know. I feel like she also slept through some of it though. Oh, well, which, you know, let those, me just say, seats are so comfy. this is the opposite of a movie that you would I know, sleep through. It was I don't very know. Loud. I don't know in how Dolby, you sleep through that movie. If you can sleep in this movie in a Dolby theater, like that's impressive. You're dead tired if yeah. you're sleeping. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Well, let's talk about some more of those like cinematic elements. We've kind of unpacked the themes and whatnot. Yeah. Um, it was filmed by Hoyt Van Hoytema. What a name. <laughs> Hit that what again. A, Hoyt Van Hoytema. Wow. I hope beautiful. I'm doing it justice. Uh, <laughs> he does a lot of movies with Christopher Nolan and... He's a great cinematographer, but yeah, like this Jordan Peele really, I think for the first time, like goes like uses the full frame yeah, and uses those kind of like almost Western like vistas. Um, and it was just breathtaking. The night cinematography was really good. Yeah. Um, for like half the movie takes place at night. And the fact that everything is very visible and you know, your surroundings, you know where you're at and nothing kind of gets muddled or lost on the screen is really, really hard to do. Yeah. And it's the 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 things I loved about that those parts of the movie, especially those nighttime scenes, where it really uses the scenery and it uses the camera to kind of give you that eerie feeling of when you see something out of the corner of your eye. Yeah. But you know it was something. Right. You're and you're like, searching. You're searching the screen. That that's what's so clever yeah. is like you know something's in the sky. 
and the whole audience is searching the IMAX screen going, where is something? And it really brings you into the movie. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it moves and you kind of just see it for long enough that you know it's something. Yeah. But uh, but not sure what it is. So, it's, yeah, yeah I, I loved how how they did those nighttime scenes. Um, but, yeah, like I mentioned the landscape a little bit before, mm -hmm. too, where you're saying using the full frame where it was I thought the landscape was so beautiful and they used that yeah. really really well in the movie and you're right i hadn't noticed this but i knew geographically where everything was right like they did such a good job of laying it out where it's like where the theme park was mm -hmm. where the house was where the field like where the barn was like you kind of knew where everything was in the movie which yeah. actually is really important like by the time you get to the end of the movie, yeah. it's really important that you kind of have a lay of the land, which I think is a really mm -hmm. cool element. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, there are some, I don't, I mean, I guess I'll just call them like action scenes in the movie that, yeah. that visually, like there is one scene that is burned into my brain because like, I've never seen anything like it in a movie where, and you know, maybe it's a spoiler, but I'll just say it involves a lot of blood. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. And it's just like to see that on the big screen, like that much blood is just like, yeah. it's really unsettling. Yeah, it's uh, well, and this wasn't this was a unique movie, uh, in this category because, like we've mentioned, I don't think it's a spoiler to say that. There's an element of like something in the sky. We don't mm -hmm. know what it is. Yeah. Maybe it's a monster. It's something we're unfamiliar with. But the interesting thing is that uh, I haven't seen a movie like that where the characters kind of can, they can have relative safety to a certain right. extent. But that doesn't mean that whatever this thing is, isn't going to mess with them and mm -hmm. taunt them and come after them it's still it's a good balance of like the characters are smart mm -hmm. so it's not one of those movies where you're like why would they do that why would they do that it's oh, not yeah. one of those no. they're very smart but it they're not so smart where all the trouble and conflict is avoided yeah i thought that was a really delicate balance where like they're figuring it out really quickly and coming up with plans yeah but they are seeking out that that's one thing that's unique there I are, think. well i mean there are a couple moments where you're like that was stupid but it kind of makes sense why certain characters would push the boundary. Yeah. Well, they, and they are pushing because yeah. they have a, a goal. Yeah. And so they are kind of, to a certain extent, once it gets to a point, they're putting themselves in this situation, which yeah. I think is a little bit unique where yeah. it's like, we kind of know where safety is and we're going to push this boundary because yeah. we have a goal. Yeah. No, I thought that was really smart. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, uh, Jordan Peele is a great uh, dig at TMZ. You can tell he doesn't like TMZ. From <laughs> yeah. That. that was, yeah. Because it starts really <laughs> ominous, and then when you reveal it's TMZ, you're like, oh, this is hilarious. Well, like he's gonna have some fun with that. And that's like one of the only things that they called out, like by specific yeah. name. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that <laughs> was like TMZ. really that was really on the nose. But yeah, I think kind of worth it. Yeah. No, uh, it was hilarious. That was a funny scene though. That was yeah. really funny. No, I, I was a. Uh, I was telling our friend Trey that uh, Daniel Kaluuya, I think that's how you pronounce his name. I think it's Kaluuya. Kaluuya. Um, one of the best face actors today. I mean, just the expressions alone. Like, he didn't yeah. even have to say much. And Yeah, no, he had... Um, his acting was really good because his, his part seemed very subtle. Mm -hmm. And he was like... Um, 
emotionally had had so much he was going through um and you could see kind of the wheels turning the entire yeah. movie yeah he was yeah. great i think one of the criticisms i've read so far that i kind of agree with and maybe i just need to rewatch it is uh i i do think probably one of the weaker writing elements were like the characters um there were some moments where he he tried to like give some history and backstory and some motivations between the siblings yeah. but like at the end of the day like the movie is going like so fast with figuring out what this thing in the sky is that the characters kind of take a backseat at times and it's not like the most character driven story but at the end of the day if he wanted to make a spielberg like kind of yeah adventure monster movie spectacle yeah i mean that's what you have to do i mean like jurassic park isn't the most character rich movie there is neither is jaws right um and so i think cinematically the craft there makes up for it but well and i think my earlier comment about wanting him to indulge a little more in certain things it was the characters i wanted him to indulge a little more in those storylines yeah steven young's backstory was like my favorite it was that great. was that was he great. was yeah he his story and his character was awesome in this movie and uh but but then again i don't think he he gives us to the tools to right. get the answers to those yep. questions like he he gives us the tools to finish the sentence but it's just like wanting to indulge in that a little bit mm-hmm. but i think when you have a certain amount of time you know, you have to focus on certain yep. other things, other elements of the story. I think that uh, he wanted to to focus on and get across. But yeah. uh, no, I mean, overall, I loved it. I, I want to see it again because uh, it is definitely a movie that I feel like the rewatchability factor is high, is strong with this one. All right. Yeah. Okay, well, maybe let's get to our rating. How many clouds out of five would you give Nope? You were going to go clouds. I was going to go horses. I was thinking horses too, so <laughs> I don't know. How many? You do horses, I'll do clouds. All right. I would give this. What about horse clouds? Are we doing points or are we doing whole numbers? I usually only do you never holes do and points. halves. I do holes and halves. Okay, well, I'm going to do, I'll do that then. Yeah. We'll, we'll adopt for the system okay. holes and halves, no in betweensies. Yeah. I would give this. A four horses out of five. A four? Four yeah. horses yes. out of five. Yeah. Four horses out of five. Um, my rating, and I did kind of go back and forth, but I was just like, you know what? Screw it. Four and a half clouds out of five. You know what? The only thing keeping me from doing four and a half mm-hmm. was a little bit of that yeah. character salt and pepper that I was, my brain was desiring. Right. But yeah, I'm going to, I loved it. Uh, I'm going to see it again. I would, I mean, yeah, I loved it for, I'm going to give it four horsies. Yeah. So that's, that's just, that's just what it is. Still a really strong rating. I mean, I think that's what you gave the Batman and Top Gun, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Do we only, I think we only watch good movies. Uh, Yeah. we. (laughs) That's our specialty. (laughs) We only watch good movies. That's not true. We just don't, we actually, we don't do reviews about the bad movies. Well, we're going to do a Q and a. Yeah. coming up and i think one of the questions is like a list of the top three like worst movies oh, or like b movies yeah we should we should definitely something. do that is in the q a even if no one asks about it like talk about maybe some movies we don't like because we never talk like that yeah yeah yeah. and that might be a fun place to do that yeah but yeah four four and a half 
I think it's, I mean, if you've seen a Jordan Peele movie, like you'll know if you're on board and yeah. hopefully everything we've said gives you enough context. If you haven't seen it, you'll be excited to see it. Yeah. I mean, here's the main thing. It's an original movie. Yeah. Like go support it. Yeah. Written. Yeah. From the idea that someone had in their mind and wrote it down into a script and made that into a movie. It wasn't source material before, you know, that's, that's becoming exceedingly rare. And, uh, I just, it makes me excited for what Jordan Peele is going to do next. Cause he seems to just be only getting better and better and like kind of, um, incorporating more and more into yeah. his, I, I uh, hope, his scope of ideas. I hope movies. like with studios, Jordan Peele kind of becomes like a Christopher Nolan. I'm not saying I, I want him to make movies like Christopher Nolan. I just mean like studios will give Christopher Nolan however much money he wants to make whatever movie he wants. I've heard And that. he's one of the few. And I, yeah. if Jordan Peele can become that guy where it's just like, oh, you want to, you wrote this crazy movie that's unique. Yeah. Here's all the money. I've heard that Universal is pretty much there with Jordan Peele. That they're I would like, love that. They basically have his back at this point, I think. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm uh, I'm excited. And he, I think he has kind of thrown out the idea that, like, there's a lot of ideas he has rolling yeah. around. So mm-hmm. he he really wants to, to get after it and, I think, make a lot more movies. So I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited to see what he's going to do next. Mm-hmm. I know we've kind of been a little... MIA recently. Yeah. And if you want to read a little bit about that, I did make a post on our Patreon kind of explaining what's been going on the last couple weeks in my life and Mm -hmm. some projects in the works. So if you want to know specifically what those video essays um, are going to be, you can go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash why it's great. You can see that post for free. And then maybe if you want, you can join our Patreon community. If you want to. If you want. I mean, $1. That's it. Just a buck. That's it, man. It's easy. That's not even, you can't get anything for a dollar these days. Nope. And maybe not even a cheeseburger plus tax. Nope, not even at like the dollar store. Yeah. I mean, so, we're not saying you could eat this and survive on it, but. You could try. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you could try. All right. Well, I think that's it for this episode. Uh, we filmed it last minute on a Sunday, but you know, we put, we put everything into it and we squeezed it out. We squeezed it out, Evan. Yeah, we sure did, baby. <laughs> All right. Well, we, we will be back soon with some more content, podcasts, videos. So you'll be seeing us. Oh, yeah. Like that UFO in the sky. Commentary. Oh, yeah. Video, movie commentary. We'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've got all the stuff now. Yeah. People have been waiting since like April. <laughs> with, with yeah, waiting very patiently. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah. So be on the lookout like you're watching for a UFO in the sky and and you'll see us. Oh, yeah, baby. See ya. Bye.